Welcome to the Philosophy Podcast. Now, why do we call it Philosophy? It's the combination of the words sales and philosophy put into one. Philosophy is a way of life that sales professionals and entrepreneurs practice with the purpose to make the world a better place from the customer's perspective. Today, I'm excited to welcome a good friend of mine, personal trainer, nutritionist, Mark from Mac Method, the lab, Doral. He's an awesome, badass personal trainer, nutrition specialist. Instagram mogul, just all around self-made entrepreneur. Mark, welcome. Thank you for making it out to the podcast. It's an honor to have you. No, no. Thank you, Carlos. I appreciate you for having me out here, you know, being a part of this and uh, looking forward to having a nice chat with you. Yeah, man. I always enjoy our conversations. It always feels like we're having a podcast when we're just talking, you know, <laughs> one-on-one and and I was right. just like, you know what, I got to bring you on because not only do you have an amazing story to tell from your youth to where you are today, but you've got so many concepts and lessons that you've learned in marketing yourself and using your brand as a, as a way to grow your own business, which takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of hustle. It takes a lot of hard work. And you've got what it takes to do that. And, and you're doing very successfully. I'm super excited for what's to come for you. But to get us started, why don't you just give us a brief introduction of kind of how you got started and we'll go from there. So, uh, you know, my story can go forever, but to keep things short and, and short and sweet, started at my parents, started in a, in a one-car garage at my parents. From there, you know, some rusty, uh, some rusty weights and some rubber bands. Fast forward about seven years later, and now I own my own facility here in Doral and, uh, you know, training some high-end celebrities, training some high-end athletes, and uh, it's been, you know, one hell of a ride. But let's just say along the way, a lot has changed. And those all came from learning experiences. And I mean, there's no other way to learn that without time and experience. So I'm here today, you know, on, on Carlos's podcast to uh, kind of go over what changed and why certain things changed as far as the business aspects. Yeah, that's good, man. And, you know, we met, was it like a, a year ago or a year and a half ago and through another mutual friend. And he was telling me, dude, you, you gotta, you gotta go to this guy. This guy's awesome. Not only does he give you a, a training plan, but he also personalizes a nutrition plan for you and I thought that was very different so you you differentiate yourself quite a lot not only with your awesome brand but the high quality workouts and programs that you come up with but in addition to that you provide a path to people to truly transform their lives which is what is on your Instagram bio right is my correct correct I transform I transform lives that's what I that's what I live by that's what I brand myself by and it's funny that you bring up the the whole personalized experience because that's actually one part that kind of allowed me to separate myself and grow my business was when I decided to take that route and go more private, more personalized. You know, once I started to see, I tried it out with my first client and once I started to see that the personalized route brought a lot more results, it was more effective, more efficient. That's when I said, okay, you know what, this is going to be my niche. This is going to be what excels me to that next level and kind of separates me in this, you know, massive field of fitness. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's something that I would say I learned was that personalized was definitely the route I wanted to take quality over quantity. Right on, right on. And you, but you didn't start that way, right? You started, I think being, they kind of hired you to be a trainer at a, correct, at a public correct. gym or like a so company. Before my parents garage, you know, when Mac Method kind of started, I was a trainer at a gym, uh, an all-female gym, where it was just boot camps. It was just boot camps. You would write a plan. There was nothing personalized. It was just everybody go with the flow, whether you like it or not, whether it was good for you, whether it wasn't, that's what it was. And I started doing that. 
And not to get too much into that, but that's how I started. And then from there is where I started to do my own thing. And the personalization part came in. That is what allowed me to continue. I would say personally, that's what allowed me to continue my success and be where I'm at today was offering that. And you also took courses and certifications in order to know how to provide you know, oh, yeah. nutrition, education and, and personalize. Hey, this is what you need to eat based on, you know, your weight, your height, your Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. You have a questionnaire. I mean, it's it's a process. I mean, I'll tell you, as a your customer right. and experience, you gave me a whole questionnaire, and I felt like invested because I was like, "Wow, you're asking me real, Personal specific questions. questions about my situation." And right. now you're going to take your time to take those answers, and you're going to build out a custom plan for me. And that Correct. that's what really got me excited. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. So you started maybe what this Instagram channel, which has you know close to I think thirty thousand plus yes. followers. You're training some you know, high-profile celebrities now, but obviously that wasn't overnight. I think you started no. about like seven years right. ago. About seven years ago, yes. So I want us to kind of go through that journey of, you know, what was initially what you thought it was going to be, and then, you know, how did it, how did you, <laughs> what were your some learnings that you had along the way that got you to where you are today? So when I say this, people laugh. Um, I always tell them this. I didn't want to be a trainer. This happened kind of by accident. So... I was going to school, I was getting my bachelor's degree in exercise science, and that was just the stepping stone, kind of like the invitation or prereqs to get into physical therapy. That was the long-term goal. I wanted to be a physical therapist. Well, in the meantime, you know, I had to pay my bills in the meantime, so I started, uh, you know, applying at places, and I got that job at the all-female gym. And when I started working there, I applied for front desk, not for trainer, I applied for front desk. They called me back the next day, tell me the interview went great, but unfortunately, they already hired a front desk end up telling me, hey, look, you know, you fit the image. You, you obviously are going to school for this field. We'd love to have you as a trainer. You know, we'll, we'll pay you a dollar more. It was like instead of $9, <laughs> it was $10. And at the time, yeah, at the time that dollar was like, oh, man, you know, it's, it's huge. I was 21 years old. Oh, yeah. So I took it. I ran with it. And then I would say about a month in, I'm like, man, this came really natural. It just felt good. I was happy when I was here. It didn't even matter about the money. From there, I was like, wow, I can, I can do this long term. It doesn't feel like I'm working. That's why I'm able to do the 50-hour and even back then, the 60-hour work weeks, no problem, was just because of the fact that I loved what I was doing. So I was finishing up my internship to graduate with my degree, my bachelor's, and as I was finishing with my internship was when I started doing it at my parents' place. So that's kind of when I started the whole entrepreneurial yeah. fitness journey. And then when I started to kind of ask physical therapists in my, in my clinic where I was in my internship, you know, what's the, uh, what's the, the margin salary income and, or, or median salary income and what's your debt look like after PT school and all that, I was kind of sitting back and I'm like, man, you know, the numbers just don't really make sense to me right now. And especially huh. what I'm doing is what I love. I think I'm going to stick with this. And it's funny because my parents would tell me this is not a real job. There's no 401k, there's no social security, you know, like this isn't a real job. Uh, there's no insurance, anything like that. But I just, you know, I stuck to my gut. I continue to do what I loved. And uh, yeah, I mean, now we're at where we're at, way past where I expected it to be. You know, it went from just paying my bills to my actual full-time career. And I actually employ two other trainers now. So congratulations, man. Creating jobs, making the world a better place. And obviously you started from the garage, then you took a leap of faith on your own as you saw that the business was getting better. You opened up your own gym, your own private space for you to be able to train your clients. Correct. And I know that it also gets scary. Every time it gets scary, whenever you kind of launch into the next oh, thing and yeah, there's so definitely. much uncertainty, 
but Definitely. we can talk about that in just a second. But what I'm really interested in, if you think about our theme, right? And how do we connect this to sales? Your brand is your, your sales engine, right? Like you are your sales engine selling you, right? You have an image, Correct. you know, that you're constantly posting. You have a, a marketing plan and kind of wanted to talk a little bit about how you operate in that sense and how do you how did you build your brand to where you are today because you've got programs you you're constantly promoting new classes you're always thinking about innovating so how have you really taken you know where you were to to continue to reinvent and evolve yourself so like you said so i am the face of my brand and like I said from the beginning, my motto is I transform lives. So how can I start a lifestyle change if I'm not actually living that lifestyle? I want to practice what I preach. There's no way I'm going to lead without leading by example. So I have to portray a certain lifestyle, not really portray. I have to show the truth. I have to show what I live in order for people to understand, okay, he really is doing this himself. He really lives this. He feels this on a daily basis. He knows the struggles of, you know, not eating this or not doing this or so. My thing is when I'm whenever I post something, I want somebody to not see Mark. I want somebody to see Mac Method because Mac Method is what's representing that healthy lifestyle, representing that health and fitness way of life. So every time I put a post, that post has to be relative to what I stand for, which is eating correctly, treating your body correctly, making sure you recover the right way. Whenever I put out information, it's going to have information that has to do with this lifestyle. So that's why everything is, you know, selective. Everything has yeah. to be towards that. And you, I mean, I love your Instagram, man. I follow you all the time. I'm constantly, like, <laughs> replying to things because, first of all, I mean, you have a cool life. Honestly, like, you have a cool life. But you also promote healthy habits. You also promote discipline of going and work out. You're constantly talking about the expansion of your of your gym. You're, you have this amazing just privilege, I guess, or blessing of having right, right. training some some pretty cool people, and you know, just being able to live vicariously through you is, is exciting for me too, and I'm excited for your success. Where I wanted to maybe ask you some questions more about you know the brand and all that stuff is your blog is very authentic, and I think that's what makes you likable so much. That's why a lot of people like to follow you because you Organic. you don't only talk about the good days, you also talk about the bad days. Yep. Right. And and, and a lot of people tend to kind of gravitate towards those Instagram profiles where people are only showing the highlights of the yes, life. Yes. But you know, when you got a cheat meal, you I love that you post, hey, sometimes <laughs> you gotta have a cheat meal. Balance. And I'm just like, hell yeah, balance. You know, I'm like if hell this yeah. guy's doing it, then I'm it's gonna, okay. I'm gonna have a burger one day. <laughs> you know, but obviously I gotta I gotta also put in the work. But right. you have a wonderful mission and a wonderful message for your followers and you're doing good stuff. My next question would be, how do you come up with the next thing? Last year you didn't have group classes, Correct. but now you do. Last year you didn't have a, a place next door, which was something that you were thinking about. Now you're working on it. Like, so every time you're evolving a product or merchandise or something, where does the inspiration for that come? So first off, I want to start by saying, first thing I started with was a personal training. From the personal training, I ended up doing online training. From the online training, I ended up doing mentorships. So now I have other trainers that are learning from my, you know, my brand as well. And then now I'm also offering the group classes, you know, so there's a little bit of everything. I also sell merchandise, but my whole thing was, I've always been big on if you're going to do something, try to be the best at it. Do the most the most you can, you know, put everything you got into it. My inspiration just comes from if it's doable, you know, if it's attainable, if it's achievable, I'm going to do it. You know, it's going to be something on my list. And I'm also the type of person where 
I just can't stop. I constantly want more. I want better. And for me, it's like, it's almost like I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice by not constantly chasing the next big thing. You know, yeah. or the, or It sounds like you, you just don't want to be complacent. Correct. Right? I hate complacency. And the other thing is that I think you and I have a similar mindset where it's like, I always want to feel like I could lose it all. Yes. The next day, yes. no matter what. Right. And yes. so just, I just want to fight for it every day, just in case tomorrow I might not have it. I love that feeling. Right. You exemplify that energy all the time, but the quality and the consistency of, of the work that you put in. And I know you have a crazy calendar, but you're always like on Instagram doing stuff or whatever. But I know that you have a process. You have a, a book with your clients. You have time to develop yourself. You have time to also maybe think about your business. What does that process look like for you? So the thing is, since I'm always so intertwined with the business and with everything going on with the lab and with my trainers and stuff like that, I come up with a lot of things on the fly. So, for example, you know, I, I have the group classes running now. The group classes are still fresh. We've been doing them about a month. If I see certain things that can be done in a better way or if I see certain things that should be eliminated, I on the fly, those things will be noted. And the next class, it'll be updated. Got it. So in essence, you have your book. Correct. And, and if you see or think of something, you don't let that fly. You're showing me your book right now. He's opening it with me 24-7. And he's showing me the book. You know, what's, what's great is, so it sounds like you take a moment to pause, to reflect, and to write down so that doesn't escape your mind kind of as like a, hey, I got to go back to this. Correct. Right? Correct. Because you're in a moment and you're maybe training a client or you're in a group class and you can't really expand on right, that right, but you but you write it down it's like i gotta revisit this because this is essential to my business model so it's a great okay. tip that's why one of the questions i was asking because these are some good tips for folks who want to get into a space and as they're thinking about growing their business these are some things that they don't think about doing they're just so stuck on the day-to-day -day operation yep. they forget to zoom out a little bit and get a big picture. Am I running everything as smoothly as I want? Correct. Are there things in the day-to-day -day that I could adjust to make things better? So, Right. I mean, I tell my students all the time, it's not going to be perfect the first time. It's not going to be perfect the second time. This whole entire thing of running your own business is going to be a learning curve for life, forever. So they always kind of freak out, and they're like, oh, you know, but but I, I don't want to mess up with this, or I don't want to mess up that, or how should I, you know, how should I write out this invoice, or how should I? It's okay. I didn't mess up a couple of times or a bunch of times throughout these seven years, I would not be where I'm at right now. You know, yeah. so I'm glad that I messed up those times that I did mess up. And anyone who takes your mentoring program is, is getting all of your years of all of the things you've stumbled in and they super just, simplified, they just bounce it off of you. What if I do this? What if I do that? And I love that their testimonials that you've also posted around that. Hey everyone. I want to take a moment to reflect my conversation with Mark. He shared a couple of great takeaways so far, which is to sell you as your own brand. You want to spend some time evolving your products and services by listening to your customers, spend time to innovate, spend time to learn and grow so that you can charge more for your, what's your worth and be your authentic self. In this next section, we talk about how Mark transitioned into being able to charge more because of the additional knowledge and experience that he's gained. Tune in. I want to talk about a couple of things. One is... When you're bringing on a new client, especially as your value becomes higher, now you're going to charge at a premium because now Correct. you have a premium gym. Now you have more knowledge of a more quality workout. You have more knowledge about providing a customized nutrition plan. I mean, there are a lot of unique high value things that comes with it, but they come to you and they say, hey, 
I want to train with you twice a week, whatever, whatever. You give them a price. They push back. How do you how do you handle that? How do you position yourself to let them know, look, this is worth what it's worth because of these reasons? Well, that's a great question. So I've always been taught that when you close a door, that's bad business. So that's kind of the reason why I said, you know what? I found a solution. I'm going to start the group classes. They're more affordable. We can do more norm. We can do more numbers versus quality. It's a little more quantity. Um, still keeping the model of the lab, which is quality, because they're small group classes. They're four, not you know, 30, 40 people. That's kind of the route I decided to go with, and that's also why I decided to kind of create that expansion. That time that I did was to have more space and be able to offer different classes to every status or to every you know whatever the situation may be for whoever wants to train. We can cover it all. So it sounds like if they can't afford private training. You've created a new product option Correct. for those who can't afford getting private training. Exactly. And they the coolest get, part is, is that they'll still receive the personalized nutrition plan. They'll still receive access to the app. The only difference is now, you know, you have to settle with the fact that you're with three other people, not alone. So that's, that's my solution. Trying to create a different outlet for everybody right. to be satisfied. And for someone who says, but I want to go private and, you know, can you do a little bit better? I mean, I want to hear you, you know, right, right now right. I'm, I'm negotiating with you um, and say, you hey, know, <laughs> I want to train with you, man, but that your price is too high. Like, I how will, do you overcome? Like, share with me how you position your values so that I can say, you know what? Forget it. I'll, I'll pay you whatever it is. Right. So I really haven't had it happen in a long time. So it's not something fresh right off the top of my head, but I can give you an example. So somebody, somebody messaged me and a lot of times this happens. They'll say, okay, well. Your price is too high. What if I pay your price per session is too high? What if I pay two months up front or three months up front? Can you lower the price? Yes, that's something that we can now negotiate a little bit more. But reverting to your question of, oh, your price is too high. I simply just respond with, I completely understand. You know, we offer this, this, this. And I leave it at that. I try not to get too into it because at the end of the day, if the customer is looking for something that I'm, I know I'm not going to offer, I'm not going to waste my energy and I'm not going to continue. Right. Well, I mean, you've invested so much in your brand and Correct. you're constantly posting what your value is. Because I could easily just be like, you know, here's my price and they can say, well, I want cheaper and I can go, well, do this. Go compare at LA Fitness. Yeah. Go compare at UFIT. Go exactly. compare. And then when you see what you're getting priced versus quality and service, you're going to be like, oh, there well, this, this. But you know what? <laughs> That's what I was trying to get out of you, man. Yeah, I yeah. want to hear you say those things because at the end of the day, it's about knowing your worth, believing your worth, and doubling down to say, look, what you're going to get with me is like nothing else. And what you're going to pay for, Correct. you're going to get quality. Like I put in the results. years for this. You know, I've put in years of work, years of research. It's continuing education for life because fitness yep. and health is always changing. Yep. Always. And what's pretty cool, which I can tell you that's happened to me as of lately, um, training these high-end clients, you know, these well-known celebrities, is that I've actually had people reach out to me that reached out to me two three years ago when i was charging almost half reach out to me now and pay the price there you go with no with, with zero no objection objection right. right why because obviously they see that you're, you're someone legit who's now legit. in their head right. now you're legitimate even though i could have had the same knowledge you know two years ago yeah. with the same number of transformations but now it's verified because you have a verified person in your lab and it's sometimes kind of like it's a, a mass effect right now that because you have these many followers now that because you're, you have a status, right? Cause you're training people of, of authority of like, you know, they're, they're known, they're famous, et cetera. All of a sudden you are at that status. So them being associated with you right. is a premium worth paying because then now they can say, 
hey, selfie, I'm training, training with Mac Method, <laughs> right? They follow you. They see Mac Method trains this person, that person. Damn, that's legit. How did True. you get that guy, right? So now that status feeling is there's a premium for it. You now right. have the luxury. But not only do you charge for the status, you truly give a quality product correct. with it, which which is what what's great, man. Correct, correct. It's, it's a really good feeling when you have other, uh, when you have new clients, they come into the lab and they tell you, wow, you know, I was actually paying more, you know, at so-and-so's gym and I'm getting way more service here and I'm getting personalized experiences that I've never received. And then it's like, it's crazy because it's like, wow, I, I truly feel like I'm charging a good rate. Like this is what I think I deserve. And people are telling me I was paying more somewhere else for less service. It's a good feeling. Yeah. I want to transition over to a couple of other topics. You've again, continue to evolve. What's on the horizon for you? If you were to think about the biggest thing you're looking for as you continue to evolve for your brand that you want to share. So currently right now, um, I'm trying to develop two other trainers that I have on board to try to handle more clientele. Like we were talking about, how do I do the group class and stuff like that? Because the reality of it is that I'm not going to be able to continue doing 60 hour work weeks, especially with the online, with the students and all that. So I have to kind of groom those trainers, you know, to offer the same level of service that I do, or at least as close as possible so that people still keep that experience. Because to me, I pride myself on holding a level of, you know, a level of, uh, of service or a standard right. at the lab. Yeah. And it's hard, you know, as you grow and you want to maintain the way that you do it and how do you transfer that over to someone else? It's tough. So sometimes Correct. maybe building out, that those brand guidelines, you know, this is how or operating procedures, if you will, or you know, this is how we do things, uh, just to make sure that the people that you onboard continues the culture of Mac Method. Correct. So the how culture. do you how do you keep that culture? So one, you know, I, I'm constantly, I'm I'm always there, and at least right now, early on, I'm I'm pretty much always there, and I'm watching them, um, you know, analyzing, keeping an eye on them. I'm, of course, I'm going to send out a review to a review sheet to all my clients like a survey quality control basically correct quality control so it's a survey i'm getting feedback from everybody and you know as i receive that criticism i go ahead and and i tell them hey look we should work on this this and this and that's the only way to do it but you better believe the first two months is me getting a feel for okay is this person coachable are they a fit for your culture are they a right? fit for this culture and are they somebody who i can have adapt to what i offer yeah and one thing I think you do really well, not only with people who you're going to hire, people you're going to train, is you do this thing that's called, in the sales world, it's called an upfront contract, where you set the yes. expectations up front. This is how it's going to go down. This Always. is what I expect of you. This is what it is. This is what it's not. Right. Talk to me a little about, like, what what were some of the, the I guess, the, the, the learning reasons. lessons <laughs> yeah. that got you to say, I'm just going to keep it real. Because what's great about your brand is that your brand is about keeping it real. Absolutely. And you like it, you don't like it, you come with me or you don't. It doesn't <laughs> matter. I'm going to still keep it real. Right, right. Um, so actually, let's let's talk early on business uh, business moves that I made early on. So when I first started, I wasn't charging upfront contract. And I noticed that it was, it was backfiring on me in two reasons. One, the client themselves wasn't held as accountable. So them not paying up front kind of gave them the option to be like, I do want to come today. I don't want to come today versus paying up front. Okay, I paid. I have to be there. Whether today is yep. the day I do want to go hurts. or I don't. Yeah, because it, it hurts the wallet. 
Exactly. So when, when you, you did it for me, I'm like, <laughs> damn, this guy is already invoicing me. I haven't even it, trained yet. Exactly. And I'm like, I better show up. Cause exactly. So there's something about there's something about that, you know, financial commitment that just changes everybody's minds. So then that was one, you know, that was one. Clients were definitely responding well as far as being more accountable. Clients were more accountable. They were checking in more. They were coming to their sessions on time. They weren't. It was a lot better for the client themselves, which at the time maybe they didn't realize, but it really is. And then the other thing was also I was having scheduling issues where somebody would pay for a session, but then so-and-so would want that session. And then, you know, I would end up triple booking two, three clients on the same day because those sessions weren't already secured in advance. So mm -hmm. I figured one, scheduling is going to be easier because now people have assigned slots. Two, accountability is going to be there. And then three, any type of discrepancies with, you know, missed sessions or people going on vacays or stuff like that, which is much easier to monitor, much easier to control. That's great. It's awesome, man. Again, you learn through through doing and yes, you know, what works, and what doesn't work. I want to also, in the upfront contract, not just about the financial commitment, but also just around expectation setting, right? Because when you bring on people to your gym, like, you you send a really long email saying, like, hey, mindset. Know, this is exactly correct. So talk a little bit about that and, and how that helps you attract the right clients and truly achieve your mission which is transform their lives so when i first started when i first started with the personalized nutrition plans and the grocery list and the whole nine it was just straight to the point you know here's your nutrition plan follow this follow this follow that then i decided later on you know i said you know what i'm gonna add i'm gonna create a mindset a mindset section before the entire nutrition plan before you get access to the app you need to read over the mindset because that is what starts everything you know it, it's all going to begin at the mind it's it's neuroplasticity you have to mold the mind before you can mold anything so i tell people all the time you know read that mindset if you don't read that mindset section you basically failed before we even started because you need to be able to address that and tell yourself look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself look i'm ready to commit i'm ready to do this because if you don't do that the reality of it is you're going to fail you know so that's why i added that Yeah. And one thing that thing you and I were talking about before we started the podcast is it's so vital that you surround yourself with people with the same mindset, because sometimes you might surround yourself with with folks who are not driven, who are not looking to grow, who are not looking to be successful. And in essence, they have what's called the victim mindset, right, where everything yes. happens <laughs> to me and. You know, and the, is me? the world, you know, is conspiring against me and right. nothing ever goes right because X, Y, Z or whatever. Whereas if you're around people who have the same goals, who are always looking to grow, looking to learn, who takes failure as a learning opportunity, not as something to dwell on and kind right. of stay behind. And I think in order to get into that mindset, you need to be around like minded people. That's huge. Right. That's that's huge. Because those. Yeah. We feed off each other. We definitely feed right? off each other. And I like to read books, as as do you. I like to listen to podcasts that right. talk about, you know, growth, entrepreneurship, business, among other things, philosophy. We've, we've exchanged a couple of uh, yep. I was just going to say, two of, the, two of the best books I've read are from you, you know. Thanks. Two, two, so, yeah, I appreciate that. Two gifts from you. They were great books. Yeah, for sure. We learn from each other. But, all right, man, so share with our listeners maybe what do you like to do when you're not focused on your business for fun <laughs> so actually uh at the moment i have a puppy right now seven month old puppy so my free time is <laughs> my free time is not free time my free time is his time so right now nice. it's just you know training him uh still potty training and stuff like that 
Aside from that, you know, just is, wait, is he on the payroll for Mac Method? Because <laughs> I see him on the post all the time. Man, he <laughs> is uh he's taking every dollar from you right now. So I think he's the one that's gonna get you to uh to, to increase to your followers because that, that's a cute, <laughs> cute little monster you got. Yeah, there, man. man. People love him. He's the mascot right now. He's the mascot of the lab, Dexter. So uh yeah, I mean I you know, with my with my son, my dog son, and mm -hmm. uh either that or you know, like just hang out, watch some Netflix, relax, kinda de stress the mind and it's tough to do that, but when I do, yeah. that's basically what I'm doing. Yeah. So. Well, you get to work out. That's a nice way to also get right, the, right. The mind. Working out definitely is me time. It's one of the best ways sure. to also decompress. Yes, right? it's like meditation almost. But for sure, definitely. That's yeah. that's why you and I gotta get in a session soon, <laughs> which we will. But yeah. uh, and then, man, sometimes we go out and maybe smoke a couple of cigars yeah. too from time to time. That's a fun activity Cigar, to do. But a glass of whiskey here and there, which is that a long overdue activity for us, but. Man, sure. it's been a pleasure having you. I'm going to give you a one of these so Thank that we you, can hear brother. on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your value, your knowledge, your experience, your wisdom. Thanks, listeners, for tuning in. Thank How can people get in touch with you or learn more about your brand and what you do? So you can go ahead and follow me on Instagram at MacMethodFitness. Um, and then you can go ahead and check out my site at MacMethod or MacMethodFitness.com. Those are the two platforms that I use. And uh, you can also find me on YouTube. You can go ahead and type in my name, Mark Anthony Kazanas. You'll see a couple clips, a couple of videos of me doing some, uh, some work with some different companies here and there. But uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And Carlos, I appreciate you, man. This is great. Same here, brother. This is a fun conversation. Let's keep it going. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Till next time.